We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troya, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host extraordinaire, Josh Young. Josh, how are you doing today? I thought you would introduce us as Lazy for Swayze. Why would we ever be Lazy for Swayze? It couldn't possibly be because, you know, you want to release in less than 24 hours. (laughs) I didn't want to release in less than 24 hours. Oh, I meant like the royal you, including me. Oh, us. Y'all. We. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all and I. We just, it didn't work out. But <laughs> just this is how it happened this week. Hey, sometimes that's just how it happens. I'm, I'm not mean to call you out. Yeah. Because it was my fault. You know, my mother, she mm-hmm. needed to c- celebrate her birthday. It was very important to her. Oh, that's so, can, <laughs> I can't believe her wanting to celebrate her birthday. No, I can. And I celebrated by taking just so many books. You wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> So, so you you robbed your mother of books on her birthday. Yeah, she didn't need them. She needed just the knowledge that they contained. I'm good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Well, in the spirit of waiting till the last minute, mm-hmm. we're watching one last dance this week, Josh. Perfect. I'm happy that you agree. <laughs> I love dancing. Like uh, the idea of it, not the actual... Yeah. Physical motion. We now now we've obtained the DVD of this movie, right? And before we got on the mics, we decided to peek through some of the special features. What did you gather from the special features of this, Josh? Because I have never seen this. I don't know anything about it other than this information we've got right here. I didn't want to pay too much attention to it because I didn't want it to reveal the plot of the film. Yeah. But it looks like dancing features very heavily in this film. I I would expect that, yes, from what we've gathered from the stills and stuff like that. How much boogie is in Boogie Nights, though? Oh, I figure, like, like it's all boogie Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. It's all boogie. Okay, you're right. Then there, this should be all dancing. Yeah, right? Now, this came out in 2003, right? April of 2003. It was the 26th film. It was after 1114 and before Waking Up in Reno. It's rated PG-13. It's 101 minutes long, and it was put out by Mind's Eye Entertainment, right? Now, the director, his wife, Lisa Nemi. Nepotism. Is this nepotism? I don't know. I don't think it's nepotism. I think he's probably the best dancer that is also an actor. I think this was just an opportunity for them to work with each other, so they said, fuck it, why not? Absolutely. I, I, how, how was she, this talked about in the book, Josh, this movie? Because I know that this was kind of like not only Lisa's passion project, but she really wanted to help Patrick, or excuse me, Patrick wanted to help her because he was kind of feeling like restless at this point in his life. Yeah, uh, you know, acting was something that he, he felt he was kind of past his peak at. You mm-hmm. know, he, he thought that his options weren't as cleanly laid out for him as they were when he was young and he had made such a effort to broaden his abilities as an actor and uh his range so he felt that he was kind of i don't know he he didn't know where he was going yet like you said i hear you 
So yeah, I mean, an opportunity to uh, get closer with his wife. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, this was around or just before they started having serious trouble in their relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Lisa also directed one episode of the TV show The Beast, specifically episode 11, right? But she was an actor alongside Patrick in many of his movies, including Letters from a Killer, Next of Kin, and Steel Dawn. Yeah, and she was good in all of them. I, From what I remember her in Steel Dawn, I loved. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember her in Letters from a Killer or Next of Kin, though. I know she had smaller parts, but... I don't remember either, dude. Now, Patrick is going to be uh, top-billed as Travis McPherson in this movie, right? Wow. He's going to be acting alongside Lisa because she's doing the triple threat of writing, directing, and starring in this. This is her magnum opus. George De La Pena... It's going to be acting alongside of them. And now we're on George De La Pena watch, apparently, because he was in North and South Book 2. Oh, my God. In Cuffs in 1992. And, and Matthew Walker watch. <laughs> he was in Christmas in Wonderland and The Wicker Man. What is happening? Yeah. He was one of the Santas in, uh, in Christmas in Wonderland. I thought that they were all the same guy. I don't know. Cause he, cause it, so they weren't all literally the same guy. I I think it may have been the same guy because oh my because this because Christmas in Wonderland came out around Santa's. the same time as the Wicker Man. So what you're telling me is one of those old guys in the photos where I was like, who the fuck is that old man? And the Wicker Man, is Santa. He was the guy that had like remember when the pilot got all fucked up at the very end and they like you know decorated him after they like killed mm-hmm. him. That's that guy. What a guy. Yeah. So now. We've got two uh, new watches from this movie that we thought was just all dancing. So uh, yeah. there's more plot to this movie than you're telling than I'm expecting. It at the very least, we're gonna be seeing a cast of friends. You know, like we're pulling in for Christmas in Wonderland and North and South in this movie. This came out before Christmas in Wonderland That's also. Thought. That's what I thought. So was yeah. he also Santa in North and South? No, why would he mean Santa in North and South? George you know, Taylor Pena is in North and South. Oh, okay, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I'm not sure who he played. Well, George Taylor Pena, he has like a, a silly mustache, so he was definitely in North and South. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not saying he was Tim in North and South book two. Tim, uh, yes, my favorite character. Yeah, was was that your favorite character? You know, I love me some Tim. I love me some Tim also. All right, Josh, I've got a little uh, plot summary here from IMDb. Would you like to hear it? From IMDb, sure. Yeah. Now, this is called uh, One Last Dance. And what is the reviewer called? It's called Sponsored. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh yeah, it's not a review, it's a... <laughs> it's yeah. a very quick It's called Stompsis. All right. In the wake of tragedy, a renowned New York dance company is on the brink of collapse. After leaving the dance world for good, Travis, Carissa, and Max have one last chance to reconnect with the passion and prove that miracles really can happen. We're getting the gang back together, dude. That's what it fucking sounds like. All right. Oh, hey, we got one written by Lisa Nimi. 
Oh, hell yeah. All right. When a New York dance company's brilliant artistic director dies, three former stars of the company are brought back in hopes of saving the company by resurrecting a dance piece that was created for them years ago but never performed. The very last dance that ended all their careers in a heartbreaking way. Given one last chance to discover a dream they lost, the three characters battle against time, damaged relationships, finding that they must face themselves before they can face the dance. One last chance. One last dance. Dude, this sounds intense. Yeah, dude, like, the way that she puts it makes it sound very beautiful, and I'm glad to have that context, because it's like, uh, yeah, there's this thing, and it's just, it's dangerous, you know, we don't want to do it. It could ruin our lives again. And it's it's just like any other sort of sports movie. Right? There's so much passion in this dance. There's so much passion in this dance. Yeah, so the uh, the troubles will be interpersonal and they will be reflected through dance. Yeah, but, I bet there's going to be like a love triangle. Better not be. I, I, I bet there is. There better not be. Do you th- what George if, de la Pena. What if Swayze and George... You know, Swayze and George. It's Swayze and George, and then Lisa got in the way. Yeah, it was ill fated. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm open to that. Yeah? Good. I'm happy about it. Dude, I'm really excited. Um, This is going to be cool. If I you, hope it doesn't make us sleep. I hope it. Dude, I don't think it will. I well, think it'll if be it cool. It'd be nice. I Like you were saying, it, so a few of those frames gave kind of like a, a Black Swan vibe. Mm hmm. So if we get even like a tiny bit of that kind of passion, oh, this is going to be a great film. What was the one called with Julia Stiles? Save the Last Dance. Ah, okay. The, the, the Last Dance. Yeah. One Last Dance. There's how many dances like, can be the last dance? Well, it's like Lisa's uh, Lisa's synopsis gave us context for what the last dance is. Yes. It's this dance to end all dances. Yes. It's not about uh, you dancing and then giving up dancing forever. <laughs> <laughs> like Swayze on Whoopi. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, no more dancing. There's no more dancing. It's the devil's foreplay. <laughs> I can't believe you said that, that shit. It's not exactly what he said, but it's close. <laughs> I loved it, man. Now, we did find this on DVD. Like I said, I got this at the, the resale shop for like three bucks. We've had this one a while. Yeah, we have. I, I found this a bit ago. But we did find the entire movie on YouTube. So if you would be interested in watching it and then joining in the discussion, that is where you can find it. Josh, are you ready to watch this? I just want to remind the people that YouTube is the website. You don't want to go to com. Josh, that was a fucking movie, all right? Yep. How'd you feel about it? I felt great. Yeah? I felt bored in the middle. Yeah? And then I felt glad at the end. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that. It couldn't have been the whole dance, though, right? No. No. I feel like this movie was, was more of a spectacle to see than it was anything else. Yeah, and like, who's it for? You know? Dancers. It's 
for us. <laughs> us and dancers. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like dance movies follow like the same logic, where it's like, you know, I gotta be better. I'm hard, I'm so hard on myself. No, yeah. it's harder on me than I am on myself. Yeah, I wasn't able to do this when I was a child, and now I'm an adult man. Yeah, I mean, they dance their hearts out. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what do you what do you say? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought it looked really cool. Um, but yeah, it definitely was, I, I felt like it was, what it lacked in story, it made up for in visual spectacle because the dance numbers were very intricate and very passionate. Like uh-huh. a big, a big theme throughout the entire thing was every time they were talking to a new instructor or whatever, the instructor was always like say like, yeah, we know, you know, the steps and you can do these things, like, but like, where's your heart at and stuff. Yeah, so, like, we only really had the three main characters, right? And then mm-hmm. a couple daddies and a mommy. Yes. Um, you, you got the Santa, who dies at the beginning. Alex. That's Santa. Yeah. We, we have Alex, the old man that dies at the beginning. We have Max, Krissa, and Travis, the dancers. And then we have Bree. Child. The child. And I don't remember anyone else's name. The other guy, I was just calling the director. The director? Because that's what he seemed like he was doing, right? I don't know okay. if that's what you call it for a dance thing. I think it's still the artistic director. Yeah, and then the assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what her name is. doesn't matter. They get the dance together in time, but, but not fully, right? Yeah, like... Obviously, there's turmoil and everything like that, or that is happening throughout the whole movie. And like Swayze's got problems with his bones or something like that. His knees are fucked up. It's just like real life. Yeah, and so he doesn't make it to the last performance. You know, the last dance, and he shows up when everybody's done, and he goes, "Hey, let's do it again. We need to dance. We need to do this." And like Swayze, why weren't you here like a half hour ago? We just did it. We could just done it for everybody, and they're like, "No, we gotta do it for us." But then the dance is only like fifteen minutes long. That's not a whole show. Uh, yeah, they weren't. They were just like the last act of the show, man. Yeah, I guess. I thought that the second act was the hard part. I don't know. I wasn't following that well. Their dance was in three movements any way you sliced it. Actually, it could have been in four, you know, mm-hmm. because there was the three of them in the beginning. There was the solo by Max. Mm-hmm. It was the duo. Mm-hmm. And then, then they all came back in at the very end again. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was a very intricate dance. It was it was like a full 15 minutes, like you said. <laughs> yeah, because it kept ending, and everyone's like, it just It job. just kept going and going. Maybe it wasn't 15 minutes. 15 seems kind of ridiculous. Right? Um, You know, I was just looking at the runtime, and yeah, it seemed like it was about 10 minutes long. Yeah, it was at least 5 to 10 minutes. Yeah. Yes, I'm with you there. All right, dude. Who was your favorite of the trio? Oh, um... Because I liked Max sometimes a lot. Yeah, Max you know? is a, a charismatic uh, individual. You know, he has an arc. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I mean, like, they all have an arc. I think it, Max's arc was becoming, uh, you know, confident with himself again. And then, you know, assuming the role of uh, authority 
uh-huh. and then like instructor. You it know? seemed like he was the one who was still working the most, though. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. Swayze and uh, and Lisa, they didn't have dancing in their lives, so that it was kind of weird that they were able to jump back in so fast. I guess, yeah. The Max or not Max, excuse me. Travis says that his the last time he danced was the last day the three of them were together. So presumably, like you said, the last seven years he hasn't touched the damn stuff. Yeah, but I mean, what what is he doing? Is he the is he a motivational speaker? I think so. It's pretty awesome. Making six figures a year as motivational a motivational speaking. Speaker. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Same character from Donnie Darko. The same character? Don't let him near that child. Uh, I liked Krista, but I was a little confused on what she was doing also. She wasn't dancing. What was she doing? You know, being somebody's mom. Being a mom? That pays the bills, right? I'd say so. I don't know. She was still in good dancing shape. She could get her leg in all sorts of weird fucking positions. I like that she she started smoking at one point inside the dance studio and someone like straight up was like, no, you can't do that in here. You have to go outside. But she keeps doing it anyway. She, she kept doing it every single time. Yeah, she, uh, who, who knows? Like her whole thing was like, it seemed like it was about just being traumatized by her, her experience. I mean, they were all traumatized by mm-hmm. by Daddy Santa. Yeah. But they still wanted to do his thing. I guess because like yeah they're they're getting together to do this this dance that he invented and that he told them that he could fire them and hire somebody else to do it tomorrow yeah and it's like well obviously he couldn't because they're the only people who ever did the dance yeah well see, that was like 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 I was asking you while we were watching it like how how do you record a dance like <laughs> on video yeah they had videotape of it so like they did it before so. This isn't the first or last time they're doing it. Like it is. Well, yeah, they, you'd think it would be the last time when you do it on stage for the memorial in front of all the people who paid for the tickets. But no, you're going to do it again an hour later. Yeah. For all of the people who performed in the memorial. That That's what makes it more pure. I guess. Is that is that what makes things pure? Like not doing it when you said you were going to and then <laughs> doing it later for a smaller group of people. For Patrick Swayze. Yes. All right. I will say that uh, this is the first time during a movie I was just like straight up. Is Patrick Swayze a good actor? (laughs) Because. So good at dancing, though. He was amazing at dancing. The dancing really conveyed the emotion much better than his words did. Oh, my gosh. I think maybe that's why it was in such dark comparison, you know, like. His dancing was so on point, and he he moved like a waterbed the entire movie. Oh, yeah, a waterbed? Like, he was just floating around, just moving like a fucking sugar plum fairy, you know, doing it. As soon as he got lines and had to speak to a child, it was clunky and fake, and it just it sounded like he'd never spoken to a child before. Yeah, yeah, and he's like trying to teach her about magic about dance and he's like yeah when you're up there there's dragons and you can fly and there's princesses and kings and you know and i get the sentiment that he was trying to convey but at the exact same time i'm like dude man like this ruined your life how are you like or did it ruin his life i don't know 
I understand wanting to get some, a child excited, so, you know, offering encouragement, but at the exact same time, everything he said sounds so canned and fake. I was just like, but I also don't it's just like it. bad advice, dude. Like if you get into something that you know is like really like it can be harmful to your body, and also is not like a a good career path. Like why would you encourage a child to do that? I mean, like there's children's athletics. You don't want no part of this. You don't want no part of this. I don't know. Dancing ruined my cousin's life. She fucking loved dancing, and then it, there's it's not just not a possible career path. See, I I've never done any kind of organized dancing like this, you know, like or theatrical dancing like this outside of like a few things just in high school choir, you know. So I've never really experienced. That what, choir was about your voice. Well, yeah, but I was doing show choir, so we had to do some song and dance too. You know, you're a song and dance man. I can I can razzle dazzle if I need to. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've never done anything to this extent that was like focusing on dance, and it makes me like really wonder what the difference would be like. You know how how are you know because because when you're when you're singing, you're that's obviously the first thing you're doing. You have to get the words right and mm-hmm. hit, hit, hit your notes in conjunction with the movements. But then, like, I I would love to hear what the training is that is just with the dance. Just how they, at one point, they were like, don't emote with your face, emote with your movements. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to move in a, in a playful manner, you know? Sure you do. That's how you do it. You just did it. I just did it. <laughs> I just did it. I'm just gesticulating around. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think it'd be really interesting to just maybe take a dance class or two and learn something. What kind? Uh, I don't know. What should we What should we sign up for? I'm Josh? not signing up for shit. <laughs> Josh, is there like a tango? Is there? I, I there takes two to tango. Josh, I do need you. I, okay, no, but I, I, if you've seen the movie, it takes three to tango. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a love triangle in this movie? I think there was. And I think it was a proper love triangle where it like goes in every direction. <laughs> yeah. It was Krissa was in love with the dance. <laughs> and Travis was also in love with the dance. But the dance was abusive to both of them. Yes. And then there was Max. And dancing never hurt him physically, but it did, uh, you know, not make him a proper livelihood. It ruined his ego. Yes, beautiful. I love that he screams, I look like shit. I look like shit! I loved it so much. It was so silly. I couldn't do this dance when I was in my prime. Now it's seven years later. I look like shit! I liked his little mustache, though. I think he looked great. I thought I thought he looked fine. I Was there, was there uh, an outfit... That, that spoke to you because we got quite a few. Should we go down to Fashion Corner? Fashion Corner. I liked uh, Lisa's uh, outfit at the end. I liked all their outfits at the end. Their Steel Dawn outfits. Like Dude, you said. it looks. They look exactly like there's something on a Steel Dawn. They should have gotten some like weird ass looking swords as well and everything. They should have got Brian. <laughs> oh yeah, but that man can dance. <laughs> If they would have gotten Brian and those people that came out of the sand in the beginning of the movie that Swayze stabbed, it would have been, oh, perfect. Those people coming out from the sand is iconic. That's like the coolest part of the movie, Fucking man. Fucking Dune wishes they had something like that. <laughs> 
But yeah, I liked those cow outfits. I did think it was really funny at that one point when Swayze was like punch dancing out his rage and like he's getting all sweaty in his little tank top. And as soon as someone else walks in the room, motherfucker puts two shirts on. <laughs> like that doesn't even seem practical. Like you're hot and sweaty. You need to take a minute. If if anything, take more layers off. Mm-hmm. But no, he he didn't grab a towel. He grabbed two shirts and just put them on. Speaking of the violent punch dancing, though, there's that other scene where it's like him and uh, fucking Lisa are fighting and then they start dancing and then they're fighting and then they're dancing and then she leaves. Right. And then Mm -hmm. he starts dancing by himself Mm -hmm. and he's doing all these like purposely violent moves and throwing himself all over. Mm -hmm. And then he has to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He that's, self-harmed himself with dance. I've never seen that done before. That's why he had to go, or that's why he missed the last performance, was because he danced himself into the hospital. On purpose. Oh, dude, he was just filled with passion, and he's just like, I gotta dance. No, he was like, I gotta wreck my leg, so I don't have to do this fucking performance tomorrow. She won't even finish practicing <laughs> with me properly. That was one thing that I've uh, I, I, that stood out to me was everyone seemed to have their own artistic process process Mm -hmm. and none of the processes were meshing very well or like where they dance like my process is i'm not even gonna do this part yet (laughs) that's what they kept doing max fucking travis and carissa or or carissa all just didn't want to finish the dance every time they practiced it well, it's because they had trauma associated with the dance from when fucking their Santa daddy made them dance until they went insane. Well, then is it appropriate for them to be doing this in general? No, none of it's appropriate. The guy was extremely inappropriate toward them. He's very mean. He was. He was abusive. He was. And he they was. They almost definitely don't get paid enough to do that shit. They're probably paying him to do it. Dude. Some weird dom sub shit. They're getting yeah. financially dominated by this guy who's making them dance. Yeah, I didn't like Santa Alex. I think he sucked. I thought that that first scene, right, when we're sitting there and he's like sitting on the side of the stage, and that one well, one woman's like, he won't stop staring at me. Very much make you know, like saying that she's uncomfortable. So that like the new director goes over and is like, hey Alex, you want to go and like watch this? from the front row instead of behind the stage and creeping these people out and he didn't blink so then he starts freaking out and like everybody like goes nuts like so this dude just sat down and died mm-hmm. he died doing what he loved watching live young bodies dance around he just sat down in this chair and was like all right i'm gonna die with my eyes open time to die i don't think people necessarily decide when to die sometimes they just die I swept away in the beauty of the moment. Oh, Vince died. He's just sitting there with his eyes wide open, just fucking looking disappointed. <laughs> he wasn't even slumped over. None of that. He's just looking like he's just mugging. He's just fucking mugging the goddamn stage. You know, he's got a straight back. It's good posture. It lasts, lasts through your whole life and into your death. Yeah. I'm okay with Alex dying. Yeah, he was a douche. And yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point. Alex sucked. Oh, man. What do you think about the reveal that that was Swayze's daughter? I think it was uh, slow. I think, again, Swayze was the last one to know what was going on, just like him waking up in Reno. <laughs> I think so. Like, George is like, hey, 
This kid looks a lot like Swayze. Everyone's like, oh, that kid looks a lot like famous actor Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And he's like, I like this little girl. She looks a lot like me. I wonder what that's about. And every time that he was interacting with her, Lisa was fucking pissed. And like looking at him like, why are you interacting with my daughter? Yeah, don't say that to her. Be fucking chill. Like... I think she was not being chill. That was for damn sure. I thought that they were playing up the love triangle aspect more. Like I thought that we were maybe to be second guessing. It. Maybe maybe Max was the child. Max was the child. I'm sorry, Max is the child's father. Oh, Max, are you a child? <laughs> no, I'm a man with a goatee. You remember me from when we were younger? How could I be a child? Ah, uh, see, did you have an opinion on the new director? Because he was in a few scenes, and I kind of feel like a little ambiguous towards him. I could, like, honestly do without him, because he seems kind of bubbling. Yeah, I feel like him and then, like, the money man who seemed to be in charge of the money. Yeah. The producer, I guess that would be. Yeah. It could have been condensed into one character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just had it as, like, the... The main beneficiary. I mean, there's obviously a lot of stuff that could be tightened up in the writing of this movie or spiced up to make more in- interesting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I don't think it, like you said, it's not about that. Yeah. Well, th- this was originally like a stage play, right? Mm, yeah, I guess so. So this had to be translated from at least the stage play to this. And I wonder if uh, some of that like clunky dialogue and shit like that was just a casualty of the median change, you know? Yeah, that does make sense to me. Because if some things in, in like theater are exaggerated, like they have to be. So some cheesy dialogue could be there just because you can't have the nuance of someone's face changing, you know? Yeah, or you yeah, you, exactly. And I mean, if you're, but if you're on the stage, maybe there's even less dialogue. You know, maybe they just let it go yeah. more through the dance. Yeah. Without That's a, a word, at, which is the name of the, the play. Without a word. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Um, I also wonder why, if maybe that's why uh, George is in this movie and not their friend. Ah, fuck, I don't know his name. Last name, Gun. But there's a third guy that they like wrote this thing and performed this thing on stage with. And it's a different guy than, than is in the movie and mm-hmm. is playing Max. Mm-hmm. And the guy who they did it with is like a very close family friend, you know, like a very close family friend. Oh. He was always hanging out with them and helping produce their shit and stuff. Okay. But also a dancer. Okay. So I don't know. Like, so maybe George is in this movie because he's a better actor. He can deliver these lines, you know, whereas their other guy can just dance. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Dude. How did like I th- I think that the the distinction between you know past scenes and present scenes were done was done very well, you know there was a, a, a very distinct visual change with like the 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 filter or just like the focus or something like that yeah, you know like that so you could you could tell very easily if it was the past or the present. I don't know how I'd really describe the filter. Yeah, but it was it was there was a visual thing that you that clued you in. I think you know? things were maybe like less vibrant in the flashbacks. Okay. They, they were dreamlike, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was, but the reason why I bring it up is because there are a few scenes while they're dancing mm-hmm. where like. 
the setting will then fall away and fog will roll in. Love that. Is everyone on drugs while this is happening? Or is this just like the dance is taking over? I think the beginning suggests more surrealism. You know, like it's almost a fucking David Lynch movie. There's so much dream logic in it and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. If you stripped away some of the shitty dialogue, it would be, I think, a much better movie. Like the scene where they're talking out on the street and the dude's playing the violin and then a lady starts singing and they're like, oh, look at that happening. Mm -hmm. Don't draw attention to it. Yeah. Talk about anything else. Yeah, they could definitely have cut some fat. That combined with the few scenes where, like, where Swayze's in that huge open room and there's all the fucking thorns and branches growing out of the floor and there's a huge piano. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God, where is this? Is this where he lives? Does he live in some sort of like a like a castle from Beauty and the Beast? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, was <laughs> But that... no, it's a dream. Yeah. And then he's back in that room later on, but it's not a dream. Yeah. And outside the sky is purple. Dude, see? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are a few th- th- things in the movie that I very much question. What is the reality of this situation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting because I'm not sure what it is half the time, you know? Yeah, and some people would say that's bad direction or bad writing, but we know that's not possible. I guess. We know it was all intentional. Yeah. And good. And art. Yeah, I don't know. I just, when those scenes come up and the fog rolls in, I was just starting to wonder, is this real? Is this fake? Is this just augmented in general? Like, is this... Does that happen when all of them are getting in their zone and this is like the depiction of the zone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you think the zone is going to be like a fun and nice place, but it's not. It's like mostly a, a zone of self, self-criticism. self Yeah, they're all beating themselves up, looking in the mirrors, going like, how are you moving like I that? I don't know. The shit that Lisa was doing was really spooky to me. Was, she was in front of like six mirrors, too. Yeah, and she was all herky-jerky and kind of like doing bits of her dialogue, but not all of it. Ugh. Yeah, it was weird. I think the voiceover is my least favorite thing about the movie. It's at the beginning and then again, like, toward the end. Why was it just, why was it there? I don't know why the first one was there, except for, like, maybe she was thinking, like, we need to make this like a movie. (laughs) But I think the beginning should have just been people dancing, and that would have been much more engaging and, like, I don't know, artful. Yeah, I think it should have just been much more dancing, like, all, all over the place. And then... The second time it happens, it fades into diegetic dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually it shows her talking to Max. I don't know. I think you could have done without that as well. Yeah. But who am I to tell Lisa how to make a dance movie? Yeah. Well, if if she set out to make a dance movie, she made a great dance movie. The dance scenes were amazing, like we said. We got dancing for at least, at least one-third of the movie, minimum. Yeah, yeah, at least. So if you're if you're itching for some fucking dancing, this has got some pretty fucking dancing in it. My favorite setting for the dancing was the black box. You know, like they're on a black stage with a black background. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It looks like they're just floating out in space. Yeah, it looks really fucking cool. Like it, like the dance scenes were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was expecting them to start like you know falling into the floor, getting eaten by it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Josh, like, how do you feel about this just in general now? You know, like, we've gone over some of the major points and stuff like that. Like, do, do you like this? I do like it. I don't know who I'd be able to recommend it to. Yeah. Maybe my cousin who 
you know, dancing ruined her life. Dude, I was going to say, I, I feel like this would be much appreciated by dancers, but I don't know who who else outside of that. Yeah, it's like Darren Aronofsky saw this movie and he was like, oh, I'm going to make a dance movie so sexy. Everyone will be disgusted. <laughs> I'm going to make a movie so disgusting. Everyone will think it's sexy. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was good. I liked it. I uh, I don't know. I just wish it had like something done with that writing. That writing was where it's really sticking me, man. Well, it's like it's a hundred minute movie. Mm-hmm. Did it need to be? I think this could have been like a seventy three minute movie or something. I don't know. With if you remove a ton of the dialogue, well, see, I'm I'm also thinking that in some of those scenes. Keep the scenes the way they are. Just better or like no dialogue? Just remove some of the dialogue. So the conversations are like actually spaced out. And it'll sound kind of stilted, but it'll also like make it feel kind of dreamy, you know? Yeah, like especially that one point where where like Swayze's sitting there talking to Bree being like, dancing is like you up there you can see like you're flying and there's dragons and that conversation. Like if he like... No, dancing is a beautiful thing. And he actually took his time and, like, spoke more along this tone, you know, and, like, this cadence. Leveled with her instead of, of like, like there's dragons and there's princesses and there's kings and queens and you can can touch the stars. Like, it, it felt like he was just trying to regurgitate everything instead of, like, talking about something that he was, like, genuinely passionate about and wanted to instill that passion into somebody else. Yeah, he's like, fuck this child. I don't care if she likes dancing. She's here to film the part of my daughter. Exactly. So I'll tell her what I think about dancing. It's got dragons and trolls. Like, it wasn't trying to, like... It He was trying to win her over with, like, bombardment of, like, all these great things instead of being, like, you know, like, this is something that's really important. I want you to take in every single thing I'm saying instead of just like the general swaft yeah, of and magic I, I, like and see look yeah. you can see the magic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more sparse dialogue i did like his uh his chemistry with with the other male lead very good yeah uh they they were both together on that and they and they they seemed like they were just good old pals who have some sort of sexual tension I don't know if it's about the woman or if it's like between each other. What's going on? It's with the dance. It's with the dance. Yeah. There, everyone is. Yeah. So it's a love triangle, but at the center of the triangle is the dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a triangle with four legs and one of the legs is dance. <laughs> it's a pyramid, which is a vertical triangle, but its base, it's the square. I don't understand. So it's it's Max, Travis, Krissa, Dance, and the tip of the pyramid is also Dance? No, it's Alex. It's Alex. Okay. He's the lord of the dance. <laughs> oh, that's Michael Flatley, right? I think so. I think so. All right, Josh. We have to talk about the 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 rest of the fashion because we only did a, a tiny bit with that first one. Oh, you're right it's still fashion corner yeah we have to talk about this fashion because everybody had cool outfits 
throughout the entire movie. Everybody Swayze was looking like good. he had seen The Matrix recently. Yeah. Wearing yeah. the fucking coat and the glasses. I didn't, when, like when I mentioned he put on those shirts after he was dancing by himself, that long sleeve he put on, not a fan. But the mesh shirt, good. The mesh shirt, I'll watch him, I'll watch him wear a mesh shirt all day. Where do they get that number of mesh shirts? Like everybody who works at that studio has a mesh shirt. I bet that there's, that's just like a dance standard, you know? Yes, buy this $500 mesh shirt. Is, do you think it would be $500? I feel like it's like any other school materials. It's overpriced wildly, and you can get used ones. My my grandpa used to wear mesh shirts when he would go out and work on the lawn. That is so sexy. I guess. It was it was weird. Because he'd wear, like, white ones. He'd wear white ones with... Get it all wet? With, with his gray work slacks, but they were, like, his garden pants. He had special garden pants. Uh-huh. And he'd always have a hat. Like sometimes it was a lion's hat. Once in a while, it was his Korea hat, you know. And he would just go outside. Korea, it just says Korea. It just says Korea. Yeah, and we're then, for it. <laughs> and then on the visor, it says veteran. Um, but yeah, he would just go outside in that mesh shirt and just weed his garden for hours and hours. Just and hours. the mesh shirt. It's not like he's wearing a wife beater or something underneath it. He's just wearing the mesh shirt. Yeah, and it had like sleeves on it too, like little third sleeves. Do you, you think know? it made him feel sexy? I don't know. I think it was more along the lines of like <laughs> he wanted to be covered up because he didn't want to be out there shirtless, but he was like, it was too hot for regular clothes, so it had to have holes in it. <laughs> and I vaguely like think that like the shoulders, like there was like a pocket on it first of all, so there was like at least a one pocket, a solid pocket. No, and I feel like there was a solid part around the top. Also, my grandpa had the craziest shirts, man. He was the weirdest guy. Fashion corner. <laughs> oh yeah, grandpa and his mesh shirts. Yeah, my grandpa was a fan of mesh shirts. Wear that out to the club. Should I see if I can go find one? Yeah, then wear could, it out to the club. If I could wrangle one up from 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 the garage, they'll be grandpa sized. Yeah, yeah. Like short, <laughs> but like way too wide. wide. <laughs> short and wide. I've gotten a few shirts from him. That that's exactly the case. I've got some great shirts from my grandpa that I need tailored. Because he was also short and wide. He wasn't. That was just the style. We're at, we were like, I'm like the same size that my grandpa was. How? Okay. So, okay. So that would just have to mean that pants were higher, right? Yeah. yeah you wear them up to your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. When was the last time you wore pants up to your belly button? Never. Never. Why would you do that to yourself? I mean, sometimes you do it to yourself, but you, but you don't. Every once in a while, I will, like when I have to like wear my, wear my suit and stuff like that. Yeah, high-waisted pants for your suit. I feel like I have normal-waisted pants, and they're just uh, sewn at the wrong spot. <laughs> I think I just have bad pants. Hell yeah. Where'd you get them? I ordered them off the internet for $40. These came from Pants R Us. Yeah, and even though I got them tailored, you know, like, you can only put so much lipstick on a pig. <laughs> like, it's still gonna be a pig. I never described <laughs> pants as a pig. I'm the pig. Oh, Okay. Josh, where's this land on the Josh scale? Oh, three and a half out of five stars. Three and a half out of five. Tell me why. Because it was almost a David Lynch movie. All right. It was so weird. 
I'll take that. I'll I mean, like, that. the dancing really puts it over the top. Yeah. I mean, every movie gets an extra half a star for Swayze. Mm-hmm. Good dancing, I'll, I'm willing to give up to a full star. And that explains the movie. <laughs> it was a passable movie and odd. Yeah. What, what about you, Vince? How, how did you like this film? I give it a three out of five for all the reasons that we've already said. We like it. It was, it was, it, I, I'll watch it again. I think it could have benefited from like higher, uh, quality cameras <laughs> yeah like well during the dances and stuff like that like i i it was not distracting it wasn't well, it anything, really matter you know? i just like wish it wasn't so grainy like you know how those movies from the early 2000s a lot of them look like they're from the 90s yeah and then like once you hit like 2010 everything's on high def cameras there is no fuzz anymore oh yeah 100 percent. unless they want it there like there were movies in 2003 that had really high definition cameras but this yeah. is not one of them yeah yeah 100 percent. some of the cinematography was really cool like uh, there's one point where there's like a smash zoom on <laughs> on delisa's face and i was like oh that's weird i didn't know that they were doing that <laughs> dude yeah 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 you want to know how the people felt about this? Yeah, tell me. All right. Well, it had a budget of $16 million estimated dollars, right? The box office, because it was at a few film festivals before being released in 2005 on DVD, it made $1.05 million worldwide gross. So this was just a passion project. Mm. No money. No money. Whose money did she waste? I don't know. It wasn't wasted, I guess. Presumably Mind's Eyes Entertainment. This is my Mind's Eye dance. But <laughs> the letterbox has it at 2.8 out of 5 IMDb at 5.3 out of 10. No Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 61%. And Amazon has it at 4.1 out of 5. 61% 5 stars, 7% 1 stars. I saw some really rude reviews on, on Letterboxd. What? Yeah, a lot of reviews that just say Lisa doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Why would... I mean, like, as a director... And a writer. And a writer? I can't agree with those. I'm saying that they may be weak areas. But like, this clearly meant something to her. I thought she was acting well. According to Serge Trigger on a fucking letterbox, one star... No amount of Patrick Swayze rage dancing could save this movie. <laughs> this movie tries too hard to be artsy and doesn't try hard enough to get me to care about the characters or the story. Bad review. Uh, Zero out of ten stars for that review. Sick eight low. Sick, sick eight low? Sick one, eight low. One out of five stars. Damn, this is bad. It's like it was made for a close circle of friends who like to dance and not intended for people who enjoy films. Whatever. Like I said, the, the between those two things, those two reviews is like a whole... What, a half star from, from Eric Swarzynski's. Lisa Nemi is a terrible actress, a poor writer, one. and an incompetent director. Unfortunately, she filled all three of those roles in this film. The result is as expected. Yeah, these people are They're not rude. fans of this. They're rude. Yeah. I just don't think that you need to personally attack the person who made it because you don't like it. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. 
Like, I think she's a pretty decent actress. I didn't always believe her in this movie, but sometimes I did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ebert has not seen this. Not too bad for him. Yeah, right? Do you want to see what Ebert said? Well, well, let me just... Okay. This movie is self-indulgent. I love Patrick Swayze and dancing. One star out of four. Ooh. One star out of four. Ebert. That's real, real to the point. Maybe Lisa should stick to dancing and not writing, directing, and acting. <laughs> leave, so leave the writing. It sounds like it's like he's an incel. Yeah, he is, dude. <laughs> Roger Ebert is an incel. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can hear that. Now this movie did have a tagline. Do you want to guess what it is? One dance to rule them all. Their last chance. Their last dance, their last chance. Yeah. <laughs> what is it their last chance to do? I don't know. I actually do not know what this is the last chance for. Are they done dancing now? No. Yeah, because Max has that new job being the, dan- the dance instructor. The dance pretty, commander. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Travis and whatever Lisa's name is, uh, Chrissa, Travis and Chrissa are going to get real time married and raise that child and probably dance fuck all the time. Dance fuck. Do you think that's something that, that people do who are really good at dancing? They're like, oh, let's turn this into a sex dance. I guess. I don't know. Because a naked dance is really just sex. Do you think it's like tantric? Like that's what Sting does? Sting can't dance. Or do you think, or, I know that like Sting has said that like sometimes he'll just like gaze into the eyes of his lover for like eight hours, which. It's a waste of her time. Like, yeah. His. Like, Let's talk about this for a second. If you have to do anything sexually for eight hours, I think you might be doing something wrong. Have to, but what if you want to? Uh, okay, all right. That's what he wants to do. That's, <laughs> that's what Sting wants to do. And he's got time to waste. Do you, I mean, like, you've got Sting money. He's written multiple records with Shaggy. Like, It wasn't him. Yeah. He's got he's got time to do shit. Like, all right, do you think that Sting like drafted his wife like, "Hey, babe, I'm super into this thing now." Hey, and, babe. and we're going to just look at each other for 6 hours and she's like, "Can we get sandwiches?" And he's like, "No. No, we're just looking." How much do you know about tantric sex? Uh, this is I mean Because there could be sandwiches involved for all we know. Uh, yeah, this is all I know about tantric sex is that Sting is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone practicing tantric sex? You gotta anywhere? listen to the police <laughs> at least leave, one time. They gotta leave room for Sting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how they say every marriage is 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 one man plus one woman plus God. You know, yeah. that's what's written on the side of the church down the street. Oh, yeah. What if every tantric sex is is you plus what? them plus Sting? <laughs> yeah, one man, one woman, one Sting. I feel like it could be more two people plus Sting. I know you got it. You already made it gender inclusive. Yeah, two. Well, I mean, it could be three people plus Sting. No matter what, you got to leave room for Sting. I'm thinking people plus leave room for Sting. That's the only rule for tantric sex. Was it's going to take forever and leave room for Sting? Sandwiches are allowed. Sandwiches are optional. I feel like yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be, or like we're learning so much on this podcast. We'd have to have like breaks for like Gatorade or something like that, or orange slices. You always got to have room for Gatorade or water or whatever. Yeah, you gotta like, all right, 
We've been eye gazing for like six hours, man. We gotta take a little break. Let's go get some orange slices. Let's let's power up. That is how I talk to my lovers. Listen, man, we've been <laughs> we've been doing this for a while. Do you need anything? Do you need water? Do you need beer? Do you need juice? I have orange and pink. <laughs> orange. Here, do you need a high five? Here, have a high five. You're doing great. You know, that's just that's just. I know this sounds like a joke, but. <laughs> It's just proper sexual encouragement. Exactly. Like, like if you if you're doing something and someone's like, "Hey, you're doing a great job," and they give you a high five, how much higher praise could you ask for? An orange slice. An orange. Yeah, here, have a little treat, and then just shove an orange slice in your mouth. Like, where'd you get that from? You know where orange slices come from. <laughs> there's, there's, there's the or- bowl. There's the special bowl. Of orange slices? Uh, no. I I produce orange slices. <laughs> Alright, Josh. You know where they come from? Yeah, oranges. <laughs> That's where orange slices come from. Aha! Uh-huh. Tell me about the Swayze scale. Swayze scale. Josh. <sighs> we have some items. This is a movie about dancing, and I love it when we have a movie that's about one of the items on the Swayze scale. Yes. So good. But uh, dancing itself is not actually an item. It's a subset of gymnastics. <laughs> okay. And, and there were a lot of gymnastics in this movie. You remember the one where Swayze was doing like a handstand on a chair? Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Like yeah. Just a straight back chair. Yeah. We got a point for gymnastics and we've got a bonus point for dancing. Uh, would you say that there's fighting in this movie? There's emotional fighting, but there's not really any physical fighting. Elisa throws a chair. That's not fighting. She says she says she wants to throw it at Swayze. The fantasy of a fight is not a fight unless it is oh. shown to us. Okay, no fantasy fights unless no, it's straight, uh, hard line. It's got to be physical. I don't think there's any physical fighting. So. No, no physical fighting. Why did I? Why did I put a check mark next to horses? There was no horses in this movie. There was no horses in this movie. Okay, uh, this was a, a fun exploration of masculinity and uh, how to, you know, uh, properly cope with uh, abuse from an authority figure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, like, there wasn't any feminism, I don't think. How do you properly cope with abuse from an authority figure? Uh, you dance, fight until your legs break. <laughs> You, you you do the thing the authority figure made you do. And then you you become that authority figure. I did like that scene where they were all yelling at each other. They all just basically became Alex. Yeah. Just yelling at each other. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this really is a very gender-based movie. Like, they could all be of any gender, I think, and it would be fine. Um. So that might be feminism in its own regard. But does it pass the Bechdel test? No. No. Yes. Do you consider the child a little woman? Yes. Okay. Bree and uh, Krista. Talk about dancing. Talk about dancing. Now, speaking of little women, did you know that the Alex, Santa, he's also in Little Women? <gasps> Kirsten Dunst one. Damn. Not the new one. I think this guy's dead. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, dad stuff. I, I would say that this is a very dad stuff movie, just in that... Alex, Santa, was the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Swayze turned out to be a dad as well. I'll give it a point in the dad category. 
No sick the whips. The Datagory. The Datagory. Oh, yeah, but rad or bad. Oh. We haven't done that in a while. He was not a good dad in this. Yeah, he was bad. Both of them were bad dads. Yeah, and Alex was a bad dad. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep, okay. Bad dad. Bad dads. No sick whips, though. There's, like, no vehicles in this movie except for taxis because they're in New York. Yeah, they, they, they rarely leave the dance studio, and if they do, then they're just automatically in another building. There's only one scene of them on the street. Yeah, and there's that violin person playing, which yep. used to be an item on the Swayze scale. Yep. Okay. Uh, romance. Of course, we had a little bit. Hmm. I like the point. I actually couldn't understand if there was a road trip or not. We decided in the past that the road trip has to be seen for it to count. I was understanding that Swayze was like coming into town. I thought they were all coming into town because the director was like, "We need to find them." I think they were too, but they couldn't have been because she went to fucking. Uh, Max's house. Oh. And then Krista was at her house as well. Oh. Remember? Well, maybe Travis was the only one who had to come to town. Yeah, or maybe he didn't even come to town, you know? Maybe he already lived there. Yeah, maybe they just were misinformed about having to get the band back together. Yeah. Well, they did have to get the band back together, but that's not an item on our patented Swayze skill. Swayze Um... Road trip, no. Nudity. Um, no. I don't really think so. These people just dress in, I mean, they dress in a way that is very revealing, but that's not the point of it. It's not supposed to be sexual. It's just like, this is the human form. This is the dance. Behold it in all its glory. The power of the dance compels you to wear this leotard. Class stuff. Um, yes, for, for somewhat of a change, there's some class stuff, because Max is poor. Max and, is poor? Yeah. Well, that's what he was sort of saying. He's like, after all these years, I don't have anything. Look at me. I fucking live in this shithole. Yeah. And that's a good point. Chris is like, I don't I don't think this is a shithole. I think this is like a sick bachelor pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so he's just rich. Mm-hmm. He's making six figures doing that bullshit. Yep, so that's uh, that's it. We've got points for gymnastics, um, dad stuff, romance class stuff. This is actually not a very Swayze movie. There is one bonus point, but uh, I've got four. It's because I didn't give it a point for gender, and pretty much everything gets a point for gender. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So where are we at? We're at a four out of ten deadly dances on the Swayze scale. I'm a fan of four out of ten deadly dances. With one bonus point, which is a, a bonus decapitation. Bonus decapitation? I really wanted Swayze's head to pop off while they were doing the final dance. I just thought that maybe it was truly deadly. Based on that one early scene of the three of them trying to like unpretzel themselves, I was that like, was funny. That could that could very easily lead to That's decapitation. Really funny. <laughs> I'm with you, man. They were so buff. Four out of ten. Four out of ten on the Swayze scale. That is one of the lowest Swayze scale ratings we've ever had. Hey, you know, sometimes they got to be low. It's just you can't have highs without lows, man. Yeah, I mean, if we, you know, if if we had been thinking about his skill set differently, we would have organized this scale differently. If you don't agree with our Swayze scale rating, or if you do, go ahead and write us in. You know, we got an email at SwayzePod at gmail.com. 
We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that at Swayze Pod. I uh, figured out how to make a subreddit on Reddit. And do you have an account on Reddit? I do. Or do you have a Swayze account? I have my own account, but I've made a Swayze subreddit. So you can go to r slash Swayze Pod and we'll have a subreddit there for you to interact with us if you'd like to. Is anybody on there? Um, no, <laughs> but it's still there and I'm going to be posting in it. Well, so let's get it popping. Yeah. Uh, we're on tag Dan Harmon and make him come look at it. We're both on letterbox. Josh is at Joshua C Y and I'm at Vincent Troya. If you'd like to follow us there, we rate all of our movies as we watch them. And, uh, sometimes we actually add some pretty fun reviews with them. Uh, I always review mine. I've been trying to, but I've been getting lazy also. Somebody liked my review of South Park, the Streaming Wars Part 2. Yeah? It's, the review says, my eyes are up here. Someone liked my review of a Disney's space film from the 50s. Oh. The other day. What they know about space in the 50s? Dude, they hadn't even been there. Well, see, that was the thing. It was like a Disney like half animated thing. So they were like talking about what they would like to do once they get into space and oh stuff. Oh my god, we'd like we'd like to do Wally. Yeah, and and my my review was talking about how they were like predicting these things, and then now fifty years down the road, sixty years down the road, they've exactly. accomplished these things already. You know, they filmed in space. Well, not just filmed in space, but, like, they've gone to the moon. Disney went to the moon? We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything 